Hello and welcome to another episode of Untrue Crime, where fiction meets felonies. I'm Alex. And I'm sick. Today's episode includes content warnings for <laughs> violent death, my horrible voice, and domestic abuse. This is your fair warning that this podcast uses explicit language before someone walks in at the wrong time. As a last warning, today's episode includes violent death and domestic abuse. Let's get this started, shall we? And my voice. And oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Your voice, too. That's also a warning. Trigger warning. <laughs> Let's get this started. Our setting today is a world similar to our own. We are in the kingdom of Falcha on the east coast of England. Falcha is sealed off from the rest of the world with a magical barrier that disguises it from anyone outside the kingdom. This barrier prevents it from being seen or perceived by any technology or beings. What we believe to be the edge of the British Isles is, in fact, not in this world. The way that the magic bends reality makes it almost as if the kingdom is not there at all. The reverse is true for those within the kingdom, too. The edge of the kingdom is covered with a thick, impenetrable fog that hides them from seeing out. It goes over the western border, and of course, it also loops around to carve out the rest of the kingdom, and even extends a significant way into the ocean. No one can come in, and no one can come out. At least, not until Rochester. But we're not there yet. First, we must understand the world of Falcha. Falcha was founded in the late 8th century when Viking raids began plaguing the eastern British Isles. Viking expansion could be brutal and deadly, and many people suffered greatly when the Northmen, as they were sometimes called, came to attack. They were great conquerors, and they killed magical and non-magical beings indiscriminately. At first, the magical community in the area fought back, but the Vikings kept getting stronger and better at what they did. Eventually, there wasn't much use. A dryad, Aldersea Afton, and her elven husband, Owen, decided that they had to do something. They had an infant daughter, Irina, and they knew they couldn't hold out against the invaders. Their village was small and mainly composed of innocuous beings. So, when the Norse attackers were on the way, Aldersea and her husband fled the village, moving towards the coast. She, her husband, and the other beings poured their magic into a group spell that created the borders of Falcha. These people became known as the founders of Falcha. Owen Afton gave all of the magic he had to create the borders and died in the process, solidifying them. Leaving her husband but desperate to protect her daughter, Aldersea remained for days, never resting, only continuing to strengthen the borders. She nearly killed herself with the exertion until she was finally satisfied that they were safe. The founders of Falcha unanimously chose her to be their sovereign, and Aldersea became the first queen of Falcha. It wasn't long before she realized she could not abandon others outside the borders to whatever fates befell them when she had a safe place for them to go. With her fellow founders, amulets were created that could bypass the magic of the borders. These amulets were extremely complicated and difficult to create, considering the strength of the borders. In fact, only the founders and the royal family knew how both worked, as they were a complex web of magical properties that was virtually unravelable to those who did not know how they were made. These amulets were given to selected members of the community who wanted to take on the role of scout. Scouts would depart from Falcha to find others to bring back. However, Aldersea permitted no non-magical beings to enter the kingdom, as there was a long history of a divide between the magical and the non-magical. Scouts traveled further and further, inviting people back to the kingdom and banding together parties who wished to immigrate to the kingdom. They would lead them back and they would be accepted into Falchian society. As word spread and the journeys of these scouts grew longer, beings from all around the world came to Falcha to live with their own kind, especially as mistrust toward magic grew in the real world. Falcha became a vibrant mix of cultures and histories. With people from all around the world, developments in Falcha were incredible compared to most human civilizations at the time, not only because of inventions and knowledge from around the globe being consolidated into a single place, 
but because it continued to take place within the kingdom. So, how much space do they have here? More than you would think. A lot, actually. I do not have okay. a number for you, but it's a, it's a pretty, it's a big place. My concern is that all of these beings are eventually going to reproduce, and they're going to run out of land at some point. That's such a good point. That is a concern for modern Falchion society, is that eventually they will run out of space if everybody keeps reproducing. But they haven't really figured out how to address that yet, so they're not going to worry about that now, because that's not a today problem, that's a tomorrow problem. Have you seen those TikToks, the POV TikToks, that are like, finish the rhyme, because population control... Yes! Oh my god. Yes, those are so do. funny. And there's and like then they, they turn 18 and they get like a mark on their face and they like your mark designates you as like predator or prey to help with overpopulation. <laughs> Very And you have the rainbow mark. <laughs> Which no one That means you're before. the queen <laughs> of the world. Yeah, uh, I don't know how Falcha's going to handle that, but we're currently in the past of Falcha. We're discussing their history. In their modern age, they still are not out of room yet, but it is a busy little place. So it will be an eventual concern, but not yet. So, so that's a genuine concern to the overpopulation. That will be eventually, yes. All right. Very neat. How much of a chunk of England that they take off. England is not a huge place. And to my Englanders out there, the Brits, the uh, those from the UK, it is really small to those in the US. It's the size of Michigan, guys. Just give up. Alderseed ruled well. Her ability to adapt, compromise, learn, and accept change was important when mixing lots of different beings. One thing that was notable was her determination to welcome all magical beings that wish to become citizens. That could be difficult when different species have different needs and abilities. After all, finding a way to keep everyone safe while welcoming in massive giants and dragons could be challenging. She had to find answers to every question. How do you manage citizens with an innate need to hunt when their natural prey are also citizens? What regulations do you put on shapeshifting to prevent fraud and impersonation? How does one communicate with Yumbos, who do not speak and are barely understood even by other magical people? Which potions and spells do you make illegal and how do you enforce that? Who do you classify as sentient and non-sentient? These were all challenges Aldrissi had to face. Yet she handled them with grace, and she did everything in her power to accommodate everyone. Of course, changes were necessary. Farming became central to Falchion life, and beings were required to feed on animals rather than other citizens. Procedures were implemented to help with carnivorous beings. In fact, Blood Day became an official holiday when people were encouraged to donate blood to supply the vampire community. Unsupervised caffeination became illegal for smaller beings like dwarves, imps, and pixies. Fire was how do you monitor? How do you monitor that? Unsupervised caffeination? Yeah, because they're allowed to caffeinate in public. <laughs> well, if they are th if they're caught extremely caffeinated because like they get really full of energy because their bodies are so small and then they just kind of go crazy so if you get arrested for that then you can be tried for unsupervised caffeination although i suppose if you were unsupervised when being caffeinated but nothing came of it then they wouldn't notice it's kind of like underage drinking 
If you do it in the house and nothing happens, no one knows. I suppose, but it's unsupervised. That's the part that gets me, where it's like, oh, it's fine if you have people watching. Yeah, if you specifically go to one of the establishments that is meant for caffeination, where they can monitor you and make sure that you're cut off when you need to be, you can have caffeine. Wow. Wow. Of course, this only applies to very small beings. One Everyone drop else of espresso to- is the equivalent of a shot of- is well, more like three shots of vodka. Yeah. Three shots of vodka. Another instance was fire. It was closely monitored considering that the majority of the kingdom was forested and a forest fire could put dryads and nymphs at severe risk. Laws concerning age were determined based on species since some beings develop much faster than others. Magic and More on that out- later, the trial of Jack. Yup. Magic and trial was outlawed since it could be used incorrectly and a detailed education curriculum was laid out for Falchion schools. In addition to all of this, Aldersi strived to overcome the prejudices between menacious and innocuous species, leading to a society that did an excellent job of coexisting. To help her with all of this, she founded a council on which representatives chosen by the monarch gave advice and managed affairs that she could not do in order to better delegate. All the while, she raised her daughter Irina, too. That's a super mom right there. I feel like she should dedicate more time to her daughter, but I don't know her. <laughs> Well, I suppose, I'm sure her daughter would like to have more time with her, but at the same time, I feel like sacrifices must be made for the greater good. Somebody has to make sure that the giants don't step on the satyrs, and that someone happens to be Aldersey Afton. I do get that. I feel bad for the kid who is, you know, a kid. Yeah. Well, she does grow up throughout this, this story. They get to spend a lot of time together because dryads live to be extremely old. More on so that So you later. have an overpopulation issue and an immortality issue. Yes. Wow, Some so you don't even have don't natural die. causes. A lot of beings, you do have natural causes. Some you do not. And they do not reproduce as often, apparently, I guess. Huh. Okay. Well, good luck with that in 20 years. I just hope you don't have any characters with naturally high libido. That's really funny. I'm sorry. I tried to get back into serious mode and read, but I couldn't. If their mating okay. se- season is all year and they have litters of like twelve, the, there you're are fucked. indeed there are indeed species like that, and they reproduce a lot, but their lifespans also tend to be very short compared to the other beings. Oh, so. Okay. Are any of they them breed like rabbits and die like flies? Okay. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> my next question: Are they? Are there any species that are truly immortal? Completely immortal? No. There are some that we we will use the word immortal because it's just easier than explaining it every single time. But like, for instance, elves once they reach a certain age, they do not age anymore unless they are killed. Giants. There's a lot of debate about how those are alive in the first place, actually. But you can kill a giant. I don't know how, but they are killable. I couldn't kill a giant, but they don't die of natural causes. Fae are the same way. Yeah. Okay, so you've got a lot of creatures that just exist. Yeah. That's so sad. Yeah, especially because... They have much longer lifespans than some of the other citizens, so they see a lot of people come and go. Because it's a very tight, close-knit community. 
they're kind of all they have. So it's I can't imagine staying in one place for thousands of years. Yep. That's why I would never be a ghost. Well, if anyone ever offers you ghosthood, you know what to say. I, I've already made my decision in that regard. Ghosts also exist in Falchia, and I suppose Whoa. those technically are unkillable because they're already dead, but you can, Why like, they magic exist? them away and like, banish what? them. Ghosts are always, always an instru- interesting predicament in world building, because it's always, yes. does that prove a lack of afterlife? Does it prove an afterlife? So, they do have an afterlife, but there are certain beings that are cursed to become ghosts. They don't just, like, die and happen to become so ghosts. So, immortality is a curse. curse to them. Can be. Depends on how you look at it. Glass half okay. full, glass half empty. Are you an elf that's like, ha ha, I'm pretty for the rest of time. It has to, the, the glass is see-through and not able to be touched. Oh, it's just like a ghost? Yeah, it's a ghost. It's a yeah, ghost okay, girl. okay. Aldersea was beloved by her people. While creating a society could be a bit of a learning curve, everyone was learning together, and Aldersea kept them together while they figured things out. Eventually, the outside world became too hostile to continue scouting, though, and she had to make the difficult decision of closing the borders permanently. Scout amulets were destroyed, and it became simple. No one goes in, and no one goes out. Alcha continued to develop. Soon, it had its own unique, rich culture unlike any other, as it blended aspects of everyone's cultures and made staples of its own, too. It had its own language, customs, traditions, fashions, and more. Religion was an interesting point, too, as everyone ended up practicing Maneg, a polytheistic religion that is proven true in this universe. The gods of Maneg favored Falcha, which led to good fortune for them over many years. Of course, things couldn't stay perfect forever. A year before scouting was concluded, Aldersea herself left the kingdom to survey the place that she had not seen since she fled the Viking invaders. When in her former village, she met a man named Rochester. He was handsome and charming, and before long, Aldersea found that she was in love with him. There was one issue, though. Rochester was completely human and non-magical. No! Yeah! (laughs) Scandalous, I know! Flesh people were not permitted inside Falcha and were despised by the I thought you said flesh people? Flesh people. Those are flesh. Those made of flesh. flesh. Only Human ghosts. Blood. Only ghosts live here. Such people were not permitted inside Falcha and were despised by the population for the oppression that they had inflicted on the magical folk. When she chose to close the border, she could not leave Rochester behind. Why not? Or she saved. She was in love with him for some reason. That was her wait, first mistake. Wait. It all goes downhill from there. Trust me. Aldercrassy. Babe. Aldersea. No. Aldercrossy. Okay. okay. Babe. <laughs> you live for so many years. This is doomed from the start. It's like when you mm-hmm. enter a relationship and the other person goes, oh, I don't want kids. And you go, oh, I do want kids. That's kind of a non-negotiable. Yeah. If I'm... And I'm not saying that people that are dying do not deserve to have love. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, my dad is dead. I didn't think he, it was. And I loved him until the very end. And I love him now. People. But I think that if I were to outlive someone by huh, three million years, I might not want to keep them in my life. 
The heart wants what it wants. Love is a fickle The friend. heart is not very smart, and sometimes we need to listen to our queen brain that goes, no, no, no. Well, unfortunately, bad. she did not do that. She missed her husband very bad, and then she met a man who was very nice to her and treated her like an equal, and she was like, oh my god. She met a man. I know. It's so sad. <sighs> this is already Aren't a tragedy. We... we don't even have to finish yeah. the story. Odyssey saved one of the amulets and gave it to him so that he could come and go from the kingdom and his village as he wasn't prepared to move to Felcha exclusively. This decision was met with criticism. He was human, after all, and Odyssey's people didn't like him. They worried that he would turn on them. There were a lot of worries. I have some worries that you made me okay. wait for. Yeah. Why did they not just change the law? So that he couldn't be queen? Or, I mean, he couldn't be queen. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he couldn't be Well, he couldn't. Well, that he couldn't be king. Why couldn't they just be like, nah? They could, but is that what Aldersey wants? It's her decision. That's so fair. But, uh, and I know, I know that it's technically a monarchy. But she yeah. does have this whole council that helps her make decisions. She was an elected party. It's a little That's bit of a de- democracy. Yeah, it kind of blends elements of democracy, but ultimately it is a monarchy. And the general population... Why can't they despite... just kill him? Like, if they don't like they him that much, why doesn't one take one for the team? Yeah. Like, a lot of them are immortal. Why can't one of them sacrifice 15 years of their life? I mean, they could go commit a murder, but they would. there's a law against that. I suppose... If someone wanted to take one for the team and murder Rochester, they could. But at, with that logic, it's like, oh, well, why doesn't someone take one for the team and murder most world leaders? Because it's not easy. I feel like it is. You've got dragons. Okay, well, then why don't you go kill a world leader? <laughs> because I'm not a dragon. Oh. <laughs> I feel like things would be way easier if I were a dragon, but I'm not a dragon. Murder's way okay, easier yeah. when your mouth is the size of a human being. Okay, if you wanted to commit... Alright, right, let's let's roll with it. So, you, let's say you were a dragon, you wanted to take one from this the is excellent. and murder the love of the queen's life, or at least who she perceives it to be these days, because, you know, she's a little swept up in it. What do you think is going to happen after that? Do you think, like... The queen is going to be happy with you? No. But she said that she... Well, you said. Not she. Yes. You said that she was pretty fair and just, which means that I'm going to get... She was. A, I'm going to get a prison sentence. That's fine. I live for um, many, many yeah. years. I can take 40 of them and sit in a cell and be very good. Well... You could, yeah. If you wanted to go that route, then I suppose none of this would have ever happened. Yay! I think it. to you. Aldersey's council tried to change her mind, but she did not listen. As queen, no one could make her do anything, so Rochester Except remained. for me, the dragon. Except for you, the dragon. While her choice was met with skepticism, the people didn't kick up too much of a fuss. After all, she had been a good ruler for hundreds of years. They trusted her and her judgment. Things didn't progress well for Rochester and Aldersey after a few years. What was a significant amount of time to Rochester, a human, was nothing to Aldersey, whose life was magically sustained. He began asking her to marry him, and she declined. She was not ready to marry again, even though it had been hundreds of years since she lost Owen. Besides, marrying came with a lot of political complications. 
Yeah, exactly. Like kinghood and dragons eating people. So, exactly. new question. New question. Do yeah. they also emotionally develop slower if they take longer to age? Depends on the species. Well, it for her, it does look like she's emotionally moving slower. Yes, so she's a dryad, so dryads age at a much slower rate than humans. I think it's um, every 20 human years is one dryad year until you reach the That's so many years unpotty trained. It is a lot of years unpotty trained. So oh like, my god. Your little, your little toddler's gonna be a toddler for a long time if you're a dryad. That's not so, terrible threes, yes. that's terrible forties. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Rochester kept pressing, and Aldersey kept declining. It went on like this for a while, much to the dismay of her daughter, Irina, and Rochester's as well. But who cares about him? Arguments became common between Rochester and Aldersey. They got worse when one day, Rochester took a young Irina out of the kingdom with him without consulting her mother. The separation from her oak tree due to the magical border made her very ill, and she nearly died before Rochester got her back to Falcha. Aldersey began to fall out of love with him, but by then, Rochester wanted to be king. Wow. Well, this is when a dragon would come in really handy. Man's committed a whole kidnapping. See, why was he not in prison for that, but I would be in prison for eating him? So, I could do a whole episode on that case, actually. No one knew that Irina was missing, besides Aldersey and a couple of the council members. It was kept a secret because they didn't want anyone to, like, know that there there was... An heir missing. Any of the council members dragons? Yes. <laughs> they should have acted. <laughs> Take him out! <laughs> Fly, my precious! She judged it not a kidnapping. I personally believe it's a kidnapping. The thing is, he didn't take Rena away against her will? I feel like so... people drastically underestimate what a kidnapping is. A kidnapping is removing a child without the parent knowing. Which is what happens. So I believe going willingly is still a kidnapping. I believe it's a kidnapping, but this was like her life partner. So it's kind of, it was a gray area and she was like, I'm really upset with you, but we're going to keep it between us and it's going to be a personal issue because... I don't want to execute if you. If someone tried in front of to all of my kill citizens. my daughter, well, not even tried to. I, I get that this isn't a tried to situation. If someone almost accidentally killed my daughter, it was an accident. That would I'll be grounds for murder. In fact, that's where I would stand with that. Where it's a you almost killed my child. We're we're not continuing this any longer. <laughs> oh yeah, I would be pissed. The situation we do have to look at it from the perspective though of she is the queen, she has made this judgment call that everyone was kind of like, ooh, I don't know about that, by inviting Rochester in. So if she just publicly goes, yeah, actually he kidnapped my daughter, like everyone's going to be like, yeah, so you had a poor judgment call, and that's going to be like the first real flaw Listen, in her career this as queen. There's that to consider. There's everyone the fact makes that, mistakes. There's the fact that Rochester... <laughs> Rochester... I will give him this. He genuinely did not mean to endanger Irina in any way. And that was very clear to Aldersey. It was genuinely an accident. He had no idea that it would make her sick. And he was only he was taking her to 
the village where he lives. So Alderseed knew the location that he was going to and stuff. That doesn't make it okay. I'm just saying that ultimately she decided we're going to handle this you and me, buddy. And she didn't get much of an opportunity to handle it, though, okay. uh, which okay. we're about to get into. On a day that would change the course of Falchion history, Irina, now a teenager, had gone out into the fields to survey the crops. She came home in the late afternoon around the time that Rochester normally left to go back to his village when he visited. She heard shouting and the door slammed. Rochester stormed out. He took up an enchanted axe by the door on his way out. Initially, Irina didn't think much of it. Those days, it wasn't uncommon for Aldersees to send him to pitch in on a project when she was upset with Rochester to kind of get him away from her. Construction was always occurring all over Falcha. She assumed he was going to the lake where some of it was occurring at the moment. It was a strange time for Aldersee to send him to do this considering he was human and didn't work as well in the dark as the nocturnal crew, but again, she didn't really want to be involved. She didn't like him. When she went in, she found her mother at the kitchen table looking very stressed. Aldersee admitted that she broke things off with Rochester after she couldn't take his pressure about an engagement anymore. Horrified, Irina remembered what Rochester had taken up as he left. She and her mother raced towards the holly tree that Aldersee, also a dryad, was bound to. As a dryad, her life force was wrapped up in the magical tree. If it died, so would she, and if she died, so would the tree. Irina was with her when her mother began screaming, collapsing onto the ground as she bled from her torso. She kept going and came upon Rochester and the tree a moment too late. He struck the final blow, and the holly toppled over. All the screaming brought people nearby close. Some went to Aldersee, but she was dead. Others went to Irina, trying to comfort her, but she gave the order to arrest Rochester. She was taken to the dungeons, and the death rituals for the queen were carried out. Now Queen of Falcha, Irina held a trial for Rochester. There were plenty of witnesses that saw him with the axe, and the citizens were furious. None more so than Irina, who ordered him executed with the very axe that he used to chop down Aldersey's holly tree. With Rochester dead, a new law was passed. Rochester's rule. Never again would any non-magical human be permitted within Falcha. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I too would pass that law if a human came into my kingdom and I didn't like I, him then he murdered I my mom. say it was fair if it was any other creature, but since this is a consistent oppressor, yeah. No, no, no. Like, they have been historically oppressing people with magic for a long time, and we were all like, let's give this guy a chance. And then he fucked it up, so she was like, you know what? For all. Let's be all done with chances. No more chances. No more. So is that amulet still out there? Uh, no, it was destroyed by okay, Arena. That makes sense. So no one goes in anymore. No one has anymore. any amulets. Correct. They could... Irina and some of the council members would have the know-how to make a new one if they wanted to, but they haven't because they've had no reason to. Mm. And it would take a large group of them working together to make a new one. Okay, so they're just all stuck in there until population control takes over? Yup. Are there werewolves in Falcha? There are werewolves in Falcha. Oh! <laughs> That's all for today. Thanks for listening. Send in your thoughts, theories, questions, and comments to untruecrimethepodcast at gmail.com, all lowercase, for a chance to be featured at the end of the season during our Q&A. Time is running out because we only have one more episode before the Q&A. So if you want to get a word in, send it in. Urgent. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye! Bye! Bye!